0: Okay. Hi, my messy friends. Uh, Before we get into it today with my guest, I just wanted to offer a trigger warning. Uh, We're going to be discussing disordered eating, body image issues, and mental health issues. So if today is a good day for you to listen to it, uh, great. Come on in. And if not, this episode will be here for later, Uh, and you can always revisit it another time. Uh, But I thank you for tuning in, and if you choose to stick around and listen, uh, I hope you enjoy our conversation. Okay. Hello, my messy friends, and welcome to another episode of Your Messy Friend. I am your messy friend. And today, I am really excited to introduce to you a very inspiring friend of mine, Uh, someone I have, in fact, turned to with my own mess which was received with love, acceptance, and really supportive reflection, which is all we can really ask for, right? My guest today is a beautiful person, first and foremost, kind, generous, thoughtful, with a resounding laugh in both the singing and speaking voice of, hmm, a warm cup of cafe con leche. (laughs) or a hug in the sunshine. We met in an artistic space where I got to hear her sing and play guitar and it was always the highlight of my day. She is a wonderful actor and singer and I have to brag on your behalf, she was nominated for the Elliot Norton Award for Outstanding what? Musical Performance. How do you even know that? <laughs> by an actress. I can't. Alongside.
1: <clears throat> God.
0: Shoshana Bean. Oh no, Peggy. No How freaking Peggy. <laughs> you crazy. told me. You told me. Oh my God. Like, I don't know, years ago, and it just That's always hilarious. stuck in my brain because, like, in my eyes, you have now won a Tony.
1: That's hilarious that I bragged to you. I was like, by the way, just so you know, I'm not just playing children's music.
0: You were actually so casual about it. Oh my I, God. Was, I, I remember thinking, like, she's so cool. Like, I would never be that cool about it. I would just be, like, blurting it out oh all the time. Uh, okay. My guest today, I have a lot to say about you, is oh. Courageous. A leader on the ever-growing, no-filter, raw emotion, real-life human side of social media, she challenges stigmas around mental health and eating disorders by documenting and sharing both her struggles and triumphs. On a journey to creating, embodying, and celebrating her most whole, accepting, and loving self, my guest inspires her followers to do the same, just by being Alejandra which is her handle, being Alejandra. (laughs) I am so excited and honored to welcome to the show Alejandra Paria.
1: Wow, that was so beautiful. Thank you so much. If I could frame an audio clip, I would frame that one.
0: I mean, I wrote it out. I can send it to you.
1: (laughs) I mean, honestly, I might frame it and put it on my wall so that I remember that people think of me like that.
0: Yeah, they do. Or at least you do. No, I'm sure I'm one of many. Oh, I hope you all are not getting terrible reverb. I'm hearing a little bit on my end, but that's okay. I'm gonna deal with that. And Mm. um, yeah, we're all good. So before we dive in, um, I would love if we could go over our identifiers, pronouns and our signs, Mm -hmm. Um, however you choose to identify in this space. So I'll just go first as an example. Uh, I am a white cis, queer woman and my pronouns are she her and my signs are cap sun oh i almost forgot sag moon (laughs) and virgo rising
1: very nice very nice i like those signs okay i am a white cis heterosexual woman and my pronouns are she her my sun is in libra my moon is in cancer and i am a capricorn rising
0: Ooh. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) interesting mix
0: cancer. I totally get the Libra. Yeah. And I get it all. I get it yeah. all. <laughs> Great. You're being it, your most authentic out. self.
1: I try. I try.
0: I, I think you, yeah. <laughs> you are a real person.
1: <laughs> Thank you. What do
0: I mean by that? I mean, like, I've never felt like you were being anything but yourself. And you're just very genuine in how you express yourself. Thank
1: you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you.
0: That's my interpretation of you. I mean, I
1: feel the same way the same way about you, actually. I mean Yeah, I mean, you mentioned really briefly that we met in an artistic space and uh, you were, like, one of my favorite people to pop on through, you know what I mean? When I saw you, I was like, oh,
0: yes. (laughs) We always had a lot of fun in that artistic space. Yeah,
1: it was, like, also just, like, that mutual understanding of, like, my life is psychotic at the moment, but, like, it's okay,
0: you know? (laughs) Right, like, what are we doing here? What's happening? It's okay, it's just a part of my chaotic life. Yeah,
1: exactly,
0: exactly. And also just, like, recognizing... That we have lives outside of that. I feel like we oh, both yeah. did and um yeah. so do you mind if I call you Ale?
1: Oh please call me Ale. Okay, Ale. <laughs> please do. Um
0: mm-hmm. Ale, how are you today? Like truly from your heart in this moment? <clears> throat> how throat> throat> are you feeling?
1: Today is a good day. Today I feel really good. I slept really well, which has been rare this last wow. year um yeah and I woke up super excited just to like do the day uh, I mean being on this podcast but also like it's a beautiful day here in Miami Florida which is where I am mm-hmm. um yeah so today I would say I'm feeling good um which is different from yesterday and different from the day before but today I'm feeling really good um wow. and you know that question used to terrify me. Like Mm -hmm. anytime someone was like, how are you doing? It was like, I had 10 different voices in my head being like, they don't want to know how you're actually doing, but you should say how you're actually doing. But I don't know, maybe not, you know, just like that whole thing. Um, And then also like having to confront, how am I doing? Um, (laughs) Like, it's such a simple thing. And it's like such a polite thing to ask someone. But um, there was definitely a time in my life where I every time I heard that question, I just was faced with like existential doom.
0: Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes, and we all we all lie, mm-hmm. whether it's intentional or not, and we teach children to do it again, whether that's intentional or not. Mm-hmm. We we've taught ourselves and conditioned ourselves to go. I'm good. How are you?
1: I know. Like an
0: automatic response, which is why when I have people here, you know, in in my space, our space, I like to get a real answer because we yeah like there's so much of the time we don't give the real answer because it's like well which which emotion do I name because I'm feeling like like you said like 10 different things Mm -hmm. um I don't want to tell the truth and tell them Mm -hmm. that I'm not feeling good but it's actually oh sorry go ahead
1: oh no I didn't say anything
0: I I heard a breath and I was like (laughs) go um (laughs) I was just going to say that like this past year, for example, I moved in uh, with three incredible gals and it's really been like a boot camp for me. In
1: mm-hmm.
0: when I ask you how you are, you can tell me the truth. Mm-hmm. You don't have to just say you're good. Like if you're not good, say I'm not good and I really don't want to talk right now. And that's yeah. okay. What a concept. Yeah
1: yeah definitely um and I think that's been one of the most important lessons that I've learned is surround yourself with people that you can be genuinely honest with and that you don't Mm. feel judged by that you feel supported by um but also kind of like on the contrary I also believe you know that is it's part of you and if the stranger on the street asks you how you're doing you don't owe it to them to tell them how you're actually doing if you don't want to share um You know, I don't
0: know. 100%, yes, yes. You have autonomy over what you say and do at Mm -hmm. all times. Always. Um, Well, so something we briefly discussed in my first episode um, was this idea that this is also just like something I kind of picked up going through your Mm -hmm. Instagram lately. Like, you can go to therapy with like for me your anxiety disorder and therapy will help you deal with it and like live your life but it doesn't mean that the anxiety disorder goes away right like we just learn to live with it and i'm wondering if that rings true for you at all and if it does like could you speak to that
1: absolutely i am 100 percent on board with that school of thought um Just to kind of give everyone context, Mm -hmm. I have bipolar type 2, and I also have an eating disorder, um, nos. so eating disorder not otherwise specified. Um, And in the eating disorder world, there's kind of two schools of thought. You either believe that you can be fully recovered, or you believe that you're perpetually in recovery, uh, and I believe the latter, uh and for me that's an empowering mm. thought because uh it is work that you have to do every day um mm. and in the beginning it's really daunting and hard and in the middle it gets harder uh but as you kind of move through life and you know you live the day to day having been given all of these tools in therapy and in treatment mm. you kind of learn to make that um It's natural, And it just sort of starts to happen without you having to actively think about it as much. Um, But for me, and I don't think this resonates with everyone, uh, because there are people who believe that you can be fully recovered. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, that thought is dangerous because it would make me believe that I was done doing the work. And then one day, if I was presented with a triggering situation and I gave into a behavior, Mm. then it would destroy me it really would because I would hold myself to the standard of I am recovered and therefore I do not experience these thoughts or actions anymore, you know? Um,
0: wow. That like makes me want to cry and I haven't, (sighs) I haven't had a moment like that on this podcast yet. It just like hit a nerve because like what you said about like, yeah, like my heart's racing. Like if you come up against a triggering moment and, and it just reminds me of, like, when I first started therapy. Like, every every day that I woke up and was still having panic attacks, mm-hmm. I felt like I had failed. Yep. Like, I felt like, well, shit, there it goes again. I guess none of this therapy that I'm paying for and spending time on is working. I should just go hide in my bed again. And yeah. you're just so right. Like, the more you look at it as, like, a lifelong, everyday practice infused with compassion, like mm-hmm. the easier it gets.
1: Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Um, I think a lot of people, myself included at the beginning, have a hard time being like, well, hello, I'm Alejandra Barria and I'm a depressed person. Um, you know, like <laughs> it, it's like, I don't want that to be one of my identifiers. Uh-huh, right. Uh-huh. Um, but it's something that, you know, is part of yourself, uh, the same way that I look at actually like your chart like your birth chart right like Mm -hmm. i know that i'm a libra sun cancer moon and capricorn rising what does that mean it means that uh, i'm a people pleaser that i have the tendency to kind of seclude when i'm feeling emotional and i don't want people to see that and it also means that i have the like control freak in me right but these are all tendencies and if we know about them then we know what we can change or how we can handle those things if we don't like those qualities about ourselves so i don't love that i'm a control freak when it comes to the way that i present myself to other people like I want people to think that I have my shit together. <laughs> like right. I don't want I don't want anyone to look at me and be like, oh, Alejandra, what a mess!" Like, <laughs> no. Um, but at the same time, that's why I created my Instagram and decided, like, you know what? Like, I want to just be real and talk about all of the things that are happening, and in that way, it kind of relinquished that part of myself that felt like i need to look and feel perfect when i'm with people so that they think that Mm. i'm perfect Mm. um and in this way it helped me feel like yeah you know what i can embrace the perfectly imperfect in me um and i can make that as part of who I am, And the response to like, you know, the few people that follow me has been amazing because I feel like I've built a community of people that want to be there for one another and who have shared experiences and sometimes just need someone to talk to that has gone through it. And which is the same concept that you have here. Like, I love the idea of your messy friend because it's true. Like, you mentioned it, I think. I don't know if it was in, like, your promo clip or your first episode with your brother. Um, But you mentioned, like, who do you want to get advice from? (laughs) Like, do you want to go to, like, you know, the perfect friend who always gets everything that they want, blah, blah, blah. Or do you want to go to someone who, like, is going through it with you? I want to talk to someone who's going through it. I want to see how they're getting through it. And I want to figure out if what they're doing might work for me.
0: Yes. And also just to feel seen like, oh, okay, you're a mess too. Yeah. And I go through these things and I'm like, well, this has got to be for a reason. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. And this does feel like a good space to bring that to. Wow. Embrace the perfectly imperfect.
1: Yeah. That's actually something that my mom has told me from when I was really young just wow. like perfectly imperfect I have that phrase like perfectly imperfect in my life I actually wrote a draft of a college essay on that wow. it wasn't the one that I ended up using but
0: <laughs> you know I read it send it, it to me thanks
1: <laughs> thanks yeah I'll, I'll try to find it somewhere
0: wow and it just strikes me that like when you're talking about your chart you know there's like this this desire to control and hide when you're feeling emotional
1: mm-hmm. it just
0: makes what you're doing with your platform all the more impressive like because social media is such a mind fuck for like mm-hmm. people who like to be in control and and I'm also the same way i it's funny like people say like you're an open book and you have a fucking mm-hmm. podcast called your messy friend mm-hmm. but in my personal life i'm actually pretty pretty guarded I don't mm-hmm. cry in front of people it's not the way I was raised like if you need mm-hmm. to cry you go do that in private um right. so like I really resonate with that and it just means that like every time you push through that or navigate that to post um because you want to connect to other people it's just a really brave awesome thing that you're doing thank
1: you thanks yeah. Yeah, I appreciate I, that.
0: Um, there was one post in particular. Um, do you mind if I share some of the caption from it?
1: Mm, not at all.
0: Okay, so um, this, this specifically um, had to do with uh, your eating disorder. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so there's an image of you at 15
1: mm-hmm. and
0: another of you at 25. Right. First of all, that sequin jumpsuit.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Thank I'm, you.
0: And like the heels and the smile on your face, like I'm I'm dead. So, anyway, <laughs> here's some of that caption. Picture 1: Summer in Taiwan. I was 15 years old. While I was surrounded by people who I love and who love me unconditionally, I couldn't enjoy myself because every thought was about how much I hated my body and how much work I had to do to change it. I was restricting every day, and exercise became a way of punishing my body. My head was full of gray clouds, and I believed I would feel that way forever. Picture two. New Year's Eve in Miami. I am 25 years old. I still have depression. I still have an eating disorder. But I have one year of treatment under my belt. The gray clouds are still there, but there is also a beam of sunlight now. I am strong, I am hopeful, I am resilient, and after this post, I feel brave.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I mean, wow. Just, yeah. just like wow. Um, so much to unpack there. <laughs> totally. Um, and I, I do have to wonder as I sort of like relay this to myself and my own journey, mm-hmm. if that beam of sunlight was there all along and now you just get to enjoy it like isn't that a wild thought
1: yeah i mean when you say that it's not something that i particularly ever thought you know but Me neither, i think it makes total such a sense. Long time yeah it makes total sense like the opportunity to allow yourself to be happy is always there But sometimes we just have a few challenges that we have to learn from. I was going to say push through or overcome, but I actually don't like that. Just challenges that we have to learn from, that we have to face, that we grow. And then, yeah, the sun kind of appears. And, you know, you finally feel that, oh, okay, like, I can do it.
0: I think that that's one of the most important things that we could share with people today is the duality of it. Like... Mm -hmm uh like it can be shit and it can be beautiful yeah um i was i was babysitting once and this kid mm-hmm. scraped up his back mm-hmm. and it was it- <laughs> I'm going to sound I'm going to sound so insensitive. I'm like it's not that bad. Like it wasn't that bad. It was like a few little scrapes on his back, but you know, ouchy and it hurt his his ego a sure. bit. And you know, sure. I'm sure it was sore. So like, you know, I'm mm-hmm. like rubbing it. I'm like, are you okay? And mm-hmm. then it was like half an hour had gone on and he's still just scowling. And I looked at him and I was like, you know, like, I know that that was so upsetting. That mm-hmm. that must have been so upsetting for you. And it really stinks when we scrape ourselves and it hurts. I just want you to know that, like, we also can have fun. Like, yeah. you can be upset that that happened and we also can, like, move on. Like, that's okay.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I
0: don't know if it got through to him. Like, I have no idea. But... I I do like the idea of, of telling kids when they're young and, and also sharing it now. You know, like it's okay to be all these things.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I mean, when it comes to when it comes to kids, I'm I'm not a mother, um, and who knows if I if I will be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always been afraid of um, <laughs> raising kids for those reasons. It's like, you know, we're taught <laughs> we're taught so much. As children, and you take in so much more than you even realize. And then you go to therapy in your 20s, and (laughs) you realize that you somehow along the way got really fucked up by all those experiences, you know? Um, And hey, I wouldn't have it any other way. I wouldn't change my childhood Mm -hmm. because it's brought me to where I am. Mm -hmm. And I have learned so much by going through those experiences. And then also having the responsibility to take care of that on my own, you know, like, and not blame other people. It's like, okay, like they were doing their best. I'm referring to my parents. Mm -hmm. They were doing their best and now I'm doing my best. And, uh, I'm really grateful that therapy has become more normalized Mm -hmm. because I think it's just giving people more opportunity to make their best impact on the world and on the people in their lives like when you take care of yourself is when you can actually take care of other people or you know or be just like as simple as being present with people no matter if they're a child or like your friend or your dog whatever Mm -hmm. Um, until you can feel comfortable with where you're at at least in my experience it was impossible to be present
0: absolutely absolutely 100%. 100%. I mean that reminds me of like like my issues with drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, using it as a way to like hide my personality. Mm-hmm. If I was like in a situation where I was nervous, um, a, a lot of social anxiety comes up for me, I would try mm-hmm. to like drink my way through it instead of just being present with the anxiety. Um, mm-hmm. and I ended up presenting a false version of myself to so many people, right. um, which is uh, really a shame, you know, cause I could have been <laughs> making like really interesting, uh, meaningful connections instead. Totally. Not to say that, like you know, throwing back marks and having a good time with your friends. There's, I love that for all of us. Sure, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, super fun.
0: Yeah, but, but like yeah. you know, you know what I mean. It's like, how am I using it, and and am I avoiding being yeah. present, being here, and yeah. feeling like I'm worthy of this interaction?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, for me, that boils down to intention. Um, everything the way that I look at it, especially with an eating disorder is about what was your intention when you were coming to it. So, um, I'll give a specific example. Thank you. I, um, so I'm a plus sized woman and I'm like just becoming really comfortable in my body and like accepting it for what it is. Like, you know, it's been, it's been a whole journey. Um, but, uh, some of the behaviors that I use with my eating disorder are restricting and also emotional eating. Um, And emotional eating is actually something that we've normalized, you know, like you go through a breakup on TV and what do you do? You grab the pint of ice cream and you cry into the pint of ice cream and you eat it with your friends and like things like this. Right. So Mm -hmm. um, with an eating disorder, you can either like there are days where I have the intention of like, you know, Um, excuse my language, like I'm a piece of shit, like I'm worthless, like I don't deserve happiness, like all these awful things. And that's when I go to like the Oreos or the mac and cheese or whatever. If I'm coming to food with that energy, it's a behavior, like I'm exhibiting an eating disorder behavior. But if I'm having fun with my friends or with my family and we all decide like, oh, you know, it'd be really good right now, like some ice cream. Like if I'm coming to that food, which is a challenge food for me, but I'm coming to it with that joy, and like the intention to share that experience with people that I care about, then it no longer feels like I've exhibited a behavior and I don't actually feel guilty about that food whatsoever. Um, So that's actually something I think about Every day, And at this point, I think about every meal. Uh, I have to kind of uh, take a breath and I try to measure where I'm at with my anxiety levels, uh, with my sadness. Um, am I judging the food I'm about to eat? Is this actually the food that I want to eat and why? Wow. Um, and sometimes, sometimes you have days where you say, fuck it. I don't give a shit. I know this is emotional eating, but I need the mac and cheese right now. And... I have those days and sometimes I'm really upset and sometimes I'm like, you know what? It happened and that's okay and we move on. Um,
0: oh,
1: yeah. I mean, yeah. I, it might, and it might sound silly to people who don't go through this, um, mm-hmm. but it is like an exhausting journey every time I'm like, yeah, I'm hungry. And,
0: and for everyone who <laughs> uh, is fortunate enough not to go through that, I know mm-hmm. that there are twice as many who do go through that um and who will be listening to this so I really appreciate you um getting into that that process mm-hmm. you're asking yourself so many questions <laughs> oh my
1: god all the time <laughs> but that's
0: so yeah absolutely <laughs> like it yes 100 it's also just beautiful to hear though um and and it's necessary it is necessary and I hope that by the time, if we have kids, you know, by the time they're our age, that's just kind of common. Yeah, yeah. To be that intentional, not only with with eating, but with most things. Is this a person I really want to be with? Is this Mm -hmm. a friendship that makes me feel good? Is this, do I really want to be biking right now, or would I rather be at home in bed?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Autonomy, Um, autonomy. Yeah. One thing in there, you, you were talking about, like, those times when you're like fuck it I want the mac and cheese.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um I didn't prep you for this, but I did right before <laughs> we started I uh-huh. I remembered an Instagram message conversation we had back mm-hmm. in March 2020 like at the Holy beginning crap. <laughs> And you just gave me some really supportive advice. Do you mind if I share a little bit of this conversation? Oh my God, go ahead. That's okay. crazy. A
1: year ago. It's, yeah. it's
0: more revealing for me that you just give great advice. Um, wow. So where does this start? All right. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna read the whole thing, and this makes me feel very vulnerable. But well, thank you
1: for sharing, Ben.
0: Thank you. I feel, mm-hmm. um, I'm actually gonna do a little check in real quick.
1: Yeah, do that. That's good.
0: I just felt you breathe. That was so nice. I did, Um, yeah. (laughs) No, I feel safe with you to share this, and I do do want to share with people listening. So I wrote to you, hey, can you help me out? Like, I'm having a moment. You're like, yeah, of course. What's up? This is me. So I'm basically just not eating as much as I should, to the point where my stomach hurts, I get lightheaded, etc. I think because of my anxiety, I just rarely have the energy to cook or prepare even the most basic meals. I have a fast metabolism, which is quote-unquote nice, but it means (laughs) that I should really be eating every hour at least, and lately I've been going half a day, sometimes even a whole day, without eating. Mm -hmm. This was your response. I know how you feel. Beautiful. Mm. Do you have foods that you don't have to prepare? This has been triggering for me also. Uh, it gets overwhelming. Food, de- and then this is me. Um, food decisions, yes, exactly. I'm so hungry by the time I get to the kitchen that mm-hmm. I just want something easy and fast. Uh, the other day, I literally ate two slices of Munster cheese for dinner, which is just like, what? Mm. I yeah. do have some freezer options, but while prepping for quarantining, I did get a lot of stuff that I will, in theory, cook. Um, and then you said, be kind to yourself. If two slices of Munster cheese was the best you could do in that moment, then it is a victory that you were able to feed that to your body. If cereal is something you can handle, then make sure you have it. I'm so proud of you for preparing a dinner for yourself. I know that takes a lot. I think we have to take advantage of the moments where we do have the energy to take care of ourselves. Ooh. Those are your words, ma'am.
1: Wow. I'm super emotional right now. <laughs> um, mm. Oh, excuse me. I. Yeah. I,
0: it's welcome here. Um, again, I didn't prep you for that. <laughs> no. So I apologize for the surprise. No, 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 but... no,
1: no, no, not at all. Not at all. I'm, you know, like, I'm super here for the messy and difficult conversations. Mm-hmm. I think they're important, and I enjoy them so much. Like, it means so much more to me to be able to cry with someone about two slices of Munster cheese yeah. <laughs> than yeah. to be like, "Oh my God! Like, how are you doing? Like, you know, right. tell me the four one one. Like, tell what's me going about on?
0: Your <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> um, what what's coming yeah. up for you? You think?
1: Um, multiple things uh that experience of um not being able to eat for most of the day by the time you get to the kitchen you're so hungry that's pretty much like um, how my eating disorder has manifested in like this I mean I'm 26 I was gonna say this later part of my life, but um, <laughs> now that I'm just old yeah, and now that I'm old. now that I'm paying for my own health insurance um right. yeah no, but um I mean I've been, I've been going through the eating disorder thing since I was like five or six. So it feels like forever. Um, But mostly uh, I would say like towards the end of college on until I sought real help. That's what my behaviors looked like. It was, I was so anxious about what to eat because my body had changed because I'd put on weight. What if I make Mm -hmm. the wrong choice? um I couldn't eat and then I would get so hungry that I'd have the fuck it moment Mm -hmm. I'd eat you know the the challenging food that I thought was gonna you know make me gain more weight and then by the time I was done eating it I was so ashamed and then the whole cycle would start the next day um and I'm glad to say that it has been a while since that has been my daily truth um But kind of revisiting that conversation between the two of us a year ago, um, a year ago, I was in a really, really terrible place. I was not feeling well. And when you reached out, I was having a very similar experience. Um, I actually made a post about um, being quarantined with your eating disorder. And wow. that, I mean, wow. uh, so I, I was quarantined in New York for three months and then I moved home. I moved home because I needed help and I, I didn't feel safe on my own anymore. Um, but those three months, I grew a lot and I learned a lot. And it was super overwhelming in our tiny little kitchen in New York. We're three roommates, everybody's food because we're stocking up, you know, like, and there's so little to do except for watching TV. And then it was like, okay, well, now what am I going to eat? And just the fact that the food was literally always there was so terrifying to me. Um, so when you describe that experience of like, being so hungry, you get to the kitchen, all you can get yourself to have are the two slices of cheese. I had to reframe my thinking in the same way that I was telling you to, like I was experiencing that when you were talking to me. Um, And I had to say to myself, like, you know, if all I could have that day was X, Y, and Z, at least I had something that's different than the day before. You know what I mean? And you have to make little changes and also be real with yourself. Like when I mentioned to you, um, do you have food that you don't have to prepare? Um, Yes. You know, like I go to the grocery store and I'm like, oh, I'm going to make this like, you know, beautiful meal, organic, la, 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 like, you know, whatever. (laughs) And you get the vegetables that you never end up eating, or at least that's how it was for me in the beginning. Um, so now when I go grocery shop, I do frozen vegetables because I have the opportunity to have that whenever. Mm -hmm. Um, or, you know, if I'm having a particularly difficult week, I get like Amy's frozen meals like, and I don't feel ashamed of it because it's, you know, I'm giving my body what it needs the best way that I can right now. And for me, the priority became, you need to have your three meals. You need to have your two snacks and no matter what they look like you put food in your body at that given time, you know, like there were days where in quarantine, my lunch was a banana, but I was like, at least I ate at the time I was supposed to eat tomorrow. Maybe it'll be a banana and granola. You know what I mean? Like, um, so, so yeah, I think it just makes me emotional to think, uh, where we were you and I a year ago, you know, uh, it's crazy. And
0: and also that you were essentially in the same place, but you were able to like tap into your inner wisdom and deliver <laughs> that kind of advice anyway like it's just stuff that you really really knew down in your core in your being yeah like that's that's incredible
1: and might I add, that's the shit that sucks about therapy,
0: <laughs> is that
1: right. you you like all of a sudden know you're like ah this is why I do what I do and, and I
0: still do it. Yes,
1: exactly. So then it's like every time you want to give into a behavior, I'm like ah oh, okay, like let's do our check in, like. Yeah. You know, am I in the proper mind space to have this burger and fries? Sometimes it's yes, sometimes it's no. And it feels like such a chore. But at the end of the day, when I've done it and I've made the decision that aligns with where I'm at, I feel great. And I'm super proud of myself. But in the moment, it freaking sucks, (laughs) you know. It sucks that you now have to hold yourself accountable. And I have this, like, massive, you know, Jiminy Cricket conscience on my shoulder that's like, "Are are you taking care of yourself? are you taking care of yourself? You
0: know? <laughs> Jiminy Cricket, I love yeah, that. I got I a know. little chimney Cricket on my shoulder. <laughs> Such a cute image. Yeah. I love him. Um, <laughs> gosh, I mean, yeah, and I, reading that this morning, because I just pulled that up this morning, it was like, oh mm-hmm. my gosh, yeah, I had a, a sort of similar reaction, like, wow, look how far we've come, I guess, and mm-hmm. we're still doing it, and it does remind me of um, not... Not too long after, in 2020, um, I went through a breakup, Mm. and I moved. Mm -hmm. And it was one of the more intense periods of my life, I'd say. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, my eating really uh, took the brunt of that. Um, Like, those final weeks in New York, I just, like wasn't eating so to hear you say like you know i i honestly ale i kept that message in my brain yeah. all i said all i have to do is eat two pieces of cheese so like if <laughs> i can do more than that then yeah. she thinks i'm a winner and i think i'm a winner and and it's all good but it reminds me of when i got to where i'm living now mm-hmm. I still was really struggling. I was in a new kitchen with new people. Mm -hmm. I still Mm -hmm. didn't want to cook. It was summer. And I remember telling my therapist, all I want is Dunkin'. Like, all I can eat is an egg and cheese English muffin Mm -hmm. from Dunkin'. And I I can't just eat that all the time. And he was like, why not?
1: Yeah, totally. I was like, what are you talking
0: about? Like, every (laughs) meal? And he was like, yeah, Kaylee, Every meal. And you don't like save half for later and microwave it, you go get yourself a new one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Can you get it delivered to your job? Like yes, every meal. And Ale, messy friends, I'm not exaggerating. And this is kinda <laughs> gotta... <laughs> nope, no judgment. No, fucking no judgment. No judgment because this no is judgment. how I survive This
1: is part of your journey.
0: I ate Duncan for breakfast, lunch, and dinner
1: mm-hmm.
0: every day for two weeks. All right. And that is a lot of Dunkin'. That's I don't, a lot of Dunkin'. I, I don't know, you know, a lot of sodium. But you know what? I ate, and then, and then, on the other side of that, mm-hmm. I got tired of Duncan, And I started you see? to make myself things nothing <laughs> you <crazy>. venture out <laughs> it yeah. was like you know like a turkey sandwich and a microwave mm-hmm. mac and cheese but like then it just kind of like got a little bit better and you know what i still have weeks sometimes where it's mm-hmm. a lot of duncan and it's freezer meals and like you said before mm-hmm. i don't anymore I, I feel a little a little volney sharing it here <laughs> on the podcast but like in truth i don't feel guilt about that because you know Good. what i'm putting food in this In body. Your body, yeah,
1: yes, that's I mean that's amazing. Honestly, I'm really proud of you. It's difficult work. Um, it really, really is, uh, and I I don't say that lightly at all. And mm. it, it it does like I keep saying it might sound silly to people who don't feel don't have that relationship with food or that disordered relationship with food. I should mm-hmm. say, um, and I'm sorry if that's like not how you identify. I don't mean to like put anything on you. Um, But it's a massive win to, you know, to give your body food, breakfast, lunch, and dinner to listen to your body. Mm -hmm. And if all you could have was the Dunkin', then fuck, man. Kaylee runs on Dunkin'. Here we go. You know? (laughs) Like, yeah, and you did it. And you did it. And you got through those two weeks with fucking Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin', do you want a sponsor? (laughs) Sorry, you gotta laugh you gotta laugh about I'm these doing things. this
0: thing where I, I record on my couch and I'm just like flailing all over the couch now oh amazing me so happy
1: you have I love- to laugh you have to laugh I honestly joke about yeah. my like mental health all the time and it makes me feel so much better oh yeah because I can't take myself seriously you know oh I'm yeah like-
0: We have to. I love memes about mental Mm. health and like, (laughs) why am I such a nut job? Um, And like therapy memes and oh, sure, yeah. Oh, I just love it so much. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, Mm -hmm. please, Duncan, come on out, sponsor (laughs) us. Um, Question. Mm -hmm. A minute ago, (laughs) you said you said something like. those with the eating disorders, and I don't mean to put that on you if that's not how mm-hmm. you identify. I couldn't tell if you were talking to the listeners or to me. Were you talking to me?
1: I was definitely talking to you, but I think okay. that's important for um, everyone.
0: Well, it's just interesting because I don't know how I identify mm-hmm. in that regard. Um mm-hmm. And actually, this is going to... I'm going to go into... We're going to fuse topics. Ooh. (laughs) It's an art form. Uh, (laughs) You mentioned that um, your relationship to disordered eating, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: however, sorry if that's not how it's properly said. No, that's good. Okay. um, Has been present since you were about five or six. Mm Mm-hmm. I do wonder about myself. (sighs) These patterns have been happening for a long time Mm -hmm. for me. Like Mm -hmm. this past year, I've been able to really reflect on that. Like, especially the years I spent hustling around New York.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. I just would
0: go days, not Mm -hmm. days, a day, a whole day without eating and then get home at night and just eat like a shit ton of pizza and pass out. Yep. No judgment. That was my lifestyle for a long time. Oh yeah. Um and I'm just wondering, like, at what point do you feel like you became aware of a disordered relationship? Mm -hmm. You know, like when did you realize like you said you've been it's been happening? Since you were about five or six, like when did you start to grow any sort of like awareness around it?
1: Sure, Um, well To make a very long story (laughs) shorter (laughs) um, So I am the oldest of three girls uh, And my sisters are both like very short and thin people Naturally, I was always very, very tall. <laughs> hey, Ollie, and...
0: would you give me one second? <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I choked on my water a little and I couldn't keep it in. <laughs>
1: oh my God. Amazing. Huh. Amazing. Okay, oh, yeah. I just
0: needed to let that out. I think
1: oh, I'm you good need now. to. I'm so happy for you that you're able to get that out of your system. That's important. Like, oh, You'd be shit. like literally choking the entire time. I was like, it's I don't know how so to sweating. mute myself
0: and I just gotta. Okay. <laughs> thank you so no problem that was you great you are <clears throat> the tallest
1: i am the tallest um <laughs> i'm also just like was a different body type um i was a chunky kid uh and my it was just um it was expressed to me and not those words that that wasn't okay um mm. And food was presented to me differently than it was presented to them. So I learned very early on that it wasn't okay. And don't worry, we've done the family therapy thing. We've all, we're all grown and we all accept each other. And it's lovely right now, the way that we are when it comes to body image. But um, yeah, I mean, we learn, we learn so much more than what we think we're absorbing and we teach so much more than what we think the other people in our lives are absorbing. Um, which is why it's so important to be kind to yourself. And my parents were really young when they had us. Um, mm-hmm. They were younger than me. So they were learning and they were growing and they did their best. But yeah, I mean, from a very young age, I knew there was something wrong with me. And there isn't, by the way, but i that's how I felt. That was, sure. My, sure, sure. That was my self-belief um and that belief has been like programmed to be just the truth which is why it's so hard to deal with now in the present now that I'm working on it right mm-hmm. um so from when i was young i always tried to make sure that i was like in active activities like when it was when i was old enough to make those choices i was like yeah i'll do tennis and yeah i'll join the volleyball team and, like all this stuff um but i would say like um my parents So my parents divorced when i was in the seventh grade i was around 11 or 12 when it all started happening and around there is when i definitely started like restricting um i was really i was on the volleyball team all this stuff like but at that point it was like it wasn't enough and it was the only thing i could control was like how i how i looked is what i felt you know i was like okay like I need to be skinnier so that I'm worth more I don't know and there was so much chaos around me at that part of our lives that that was it it just like started happening and at first it was like oh no like I'm not hungry for breakfast um because at that point like my sisters and I would all sit at the table and have breakfast together like whatever my mom made or something um but yeah I was like oh no I'm not hungry and then by the time I got to high school it was like Oh, like, I'm just going to have the black coffee. And at lunch, I made myself the same exact thing every day, Mm -hmm. um, according to a nutritionist who I saw. And by the way, I went to this nutritionist because I wanted to lose weight and it was fine. Like, I was like, I want to lose weight. Someone take me to nutritionist. And I was at a very healthy weight uh, for my Mm -hmm. height. Mm -hmm. Like, I was not overweight, but I thought and everyone else thought that I was because that's how society is, you know? Um, but I really, I really was not. Um, and the nutritionist was like, yeah, like if you're making a sandwich, you just use one slice of cheese and two slices of turkey. Um, I was like 14 maybe. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. In my opinion, that's heinous, but, uh, yeah. No,
1: I mean, it's also Miami. I grew up here in Miami Mm -hmm. and, uh, it's very image focused. And I mean, that's my experience. I don't know for everyone else all over the U S how it is, but, um, it was very much encouraged to like look your best and do what you have to do to look your best. Um, and even at
0: 14, when that's just
1: even at 14, not even yeah. Something. yeah. 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 So, you know, going through high school, um, at the cafeteria, I would, you know, have, uh, wheat bread, two slices of Turkey, one slice of provolone cheese. Cause that was the one that she told me was the safest. And I would have like a handful of grapes and water and that was it. And that's what I ate every single day of high school, um, for lunch. I didn't have breakfast. And then at dinner, um, it was whatever was prepared for the family, but I wouldn't eat the carb and I would never allow myself to have dessert. So, um, which is like my favorite thing in the entire world, by the way. So, um, yeah, so at most I would let myself have like a fat free yogurt after dinner and that was it. Um, but there was actually a shift. So I would say at that point in my life, um, it was leaning towards anorexia, but people don't label it that way when you look Mm. healthy when you look uh and it was getting reinforced for me in my head because as I lost weight people were like oh my god you look so beautiful like you're turning out to be such a beautiful young woman like you know all of this stuff and people don't know how harmful it is to make comments on your body but
0: absolutely
1: um yeah and even to this day I actually try to To if it's appropriate in that moment, I say, like, hey, like, you know, if someone has told me like it looks like you lost weight, and be like, I know that you meant for that to be a compliment, but I'd actually rather that you didn't talk about my body or talk to me about my body. Um, and sometimes it makes people really uncomfortable and it makes me super uncomfortable to bring it up, but uh it's actually really it's important to me because I have that part of my brain still that's like, Yes, like they think you lost weight. This makes you better, you know, and I don't want that. I don't want that to be to keep Um, getting reinforced.
0: Yes, yes.
1: Um But then I had a few family members who got really sick with their eating disorders, um, really, really, really sick and had to go away for treatment. And when that happened, I, it was like a switch flipped in my head where I was like, well, I have to eat everything to show them that it's okay. Um, And then I began emotionally eating. So. And so after the emotional eating started, I put on a little bit of weight towards the end of high school. Um, And when I went to college, uh, I studied musical theater. And again, people care a lot about what you look like in this industry. Mm -hmm. Um, And I tried my very best to eat as healthily as I could and as little as I could. I was still putting on weight. I was really upset. I went on like a crazy diet in between my freshman year and sophomore year of college Mm. lost a lot of weight very, very quickly. And when I got back to school, everyone was saying, you look beautiful. You look amazing. I want you in this show. I want you in that show. I got a boyfriend, like, you know, so it was like all of this reinforcement of like, I'm finally good enough. And it wasn't sustainable because I had not actually dealt with the emotional like baggage that came with all of those choices. Mm -hmm. And so when i was in that relationship which lasted for the rest of college i in my brain was like someone loves you this means you're finally pretty enough you're finally good enough and i totally band-aided my eating disorder that way and never looked back until we broke up like i did not realize that it was getting worse we broke up and it was like the i mean the rug was pulled out from under me i freaked out i was massively depressed like in bed for weeks uh i wouldn't eat except for that i would order like a giant pizza and that would be my meal for like three nights um like it was awful and i i did reach out to my parents and i was like i need help like i don't i'm not okay Um, And that was the first time anyone officially diagnosed me with an eating disorder and with depression, even though I had been going to therapy in different times of my life as a child uh, and talking about specifically how consumed uh, I was with the thoughts of my negative body image. Um, So I guess I didn't make that a very short story, but here we are.
0: I'm so happy to have (laughs) heard every word of it. Thank you for sharing all of that.
1: Yeah, of course.
0: Wow. I was, I was listening and taking little notes throughout. Mm. So I just kinda mm-hmm. wanna like go through a few Please, things, from yeah. it, honestly. Um yeah first of all, like going back to when you went to this nutritionist at fourteen, mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. I hope that again, if we have kids by the time they're fourteen, you know, shouldn't it just shouldn't that nutritionist have been the first person to say, Hey, this Absolutely. is this is a sign of disordered eating.
1: Absolutely. Like it could have um, been
0: addressed way
1: back then absolutely and if you don't i'm sorry to interrupt but um i want everyone to know that if you don't already know there is a health movement called haes health at every size h-a-e-s and there are certified physicians uh nutritionists therapists people that believe in this uh and there's science to back it up and I encourage you, if you deal with uh, negative body image or, you know, any of these kinds of things, um, if you're a plus-sized person and you're actually happy in your body and you feel good, I really encourage you to ask your doctors before you meet with them, if they are in the Hayes community, because wow. you can, you can find, I mean, I have an endocrinologist who believes in this, my therapist, of course, my, uh, nutritionist that I had been working with over the last uh, two and a half years, like, and it really made a massive difference because nobody was concerned with the number on the scale anymore. Um, wow! So yeah, and there are people like also if you're not going to a Hayes doctor, you can and I do say to your doctor or the nurse who's taking your vitals, hey. I have an eating disorder, or I have negative body image issues. If you have to take my weight, I understand, but I do not want to see it. And they will do blind weight, or they won't have you step on the scale at all. Wow. Mm -hmm. So just do the things that you have to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. of course.
0: How empowering. I mean, that's like a whole other can of worms, is how do we uh, bring our autonomy and use our voices in the medical spaces, but... Um, wow, Haze. Okay, I'm going to put that in the, the show notes uh, yeah, so people yeah, yeah, yeah. can find that easily. What a what a pro tip. That's amazing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I only recently learned about it when I started treatment this go-around. Yeah,
0: so like everybody on your team is a part of this community?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Wow, wow. Yeah.
0: that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess one of the other things that struck me as you were telling these stories um. And just something I kind of want to point out for the listeners is, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems that every turn in your disordered eating was triggered directly by an incident Mm -hmm. of some kind. And I just, like, again, I know we've been talking about this for almost an hour, but I do want to, like, drill this home, like, Mm -hmm. that disordered eating is not... Just because you're not hungry or you're in a rush or whatever. Like, no. These things really have ties. Like, when you're, I, I am also a, a kid from divorced parents. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, when your parents divorced, that's when you began restricting. Okay, why? Mm-hmm. Because this huge part of your life was spinning out of control.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You needed something to control.
1: Yeah, exactly. And
0: you spelled it out. Like, when your family got sick, you began overeating as you said Mm -hmm. as a way to show them
1: hey it's it's okay okay. to eat like
0: these things have really if we take the time to look at them they have clear emotional ties
1: yeah absolutely absolutely and um, I also would like to point out and mention that um, for people who experience this um, you have to take a moment to be compassionate with your inner child and just yourself in general because you learned how to soothe yourself in that way and you have been self-soothing in that way for a very long time so when I have moments where I emotionally ate or a day where I didn't eat instead of immediately going to like you know you are uh, regressing you're not working hard enough you're not good enough I go to okay like it happened and this happened because why were you feeling why were we feeling sad today why were you anxious today mm. and i might still be upset that i exhibited the behavior but at, at least i can understand like my my brain was trying to make me feel better
0: mm. yes i mean if we can just like get that that level of present with ourselves mm-hmm. oh my gosh this is um I'm just really honestly I'm just loving this conversation so far and I just really <laughs> appreciate too. how you've like opened up to us um, I, I want to let you go soon um, okay and get on with your day but uh, <laughs> do you mind if I throw a few more questions at you
1: please do
0: okay so is there a single and maybe it's maybe it's imperfectly perfect or maybe it's something mm-hmm. else um, mm-hmm. but is there a single piece of advice or a quote, or something that you heard or was told that has helped you or given you an aha moment that you mm-hmm. wish you could have gotten sooner that mm-hmm. you'd like to share today.
1: Sure, um, there I can think of three, <laughs> three Ooh, things.
0: Yay! I'm excited. Um,
1: so when I after my breakup and I got really, really depressed, mm-hmm. um, a friend of mine and I'm going to butcher exactly what she said, but, um, a really good friend of mine said to me, like, I wish you would treat yourself with the same compassion that you treat us like your friends. Mm -hmm. Um, and that has from that day stuck with me. Like if I'm being mean to myself, I really, I think about what she said, because it's true. Like if you were going through the things, uh, that I was going through and you came to me, I would never tell you, like, oh, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> never. And never. I wouldn't even think that. I would never ne- even think that. You wouldn't
0: even think it. You would yeah, just look exactly. at your friend and be like, God, I love him so much.
1: Exactly. So sometimes I take a step back and I'm like, okay, I'll be your friend. Like, let's do yes. this. Um, so that has stuck with me. Um, also, I, uh, during my, like, period as well, after that breakup and, like, uh, healing, Uh, I discovered Gabby Bernstein who's like a life coach and she has a bunch of books and all this stuff but one of the things that she said stuck with me Um, I don't really read her stuff anymore but one of the things that she says is surrender more and for me this speaks volumes because like I said like I have that controlling part of me and I'm also though like try to be like very hippy dippy and like i believe in the universe i yes. do and um that everything happens for a reason and all of that yes. but i'm still trying to control the outcomes and how i'm getting there so every once in a while i just say like surrender more like it's mm-hmm. okay you're on this journey and it's all going to work out the way it's meant to you know just keep doing the thing uh, um yes. so surrender more and yes. then especially um for this last year i think i tell myself this last thing every single day because it started in quarantine I say, everything is temporary. Everything is temporary. That gives me so much peace. I say it as many times as I need to to believe it every day. Uh, And it helps. It really helps, for me at least.
0: Are you, maybe it means different things on different days, but do you think, Mm -hmm. like, generally that means, like, I mean, everything is temporary, and it's true, like, happy feelings, sad feelings. Mm Do you think that what you have in mind is is especially, like, the negative feelings that come up around disordered eating? Like, that's temporary? Is that sort of what you need to remind yeah. yourself is temporary?
1: Yeah. Um, so, it's, um, for me, the most dangerous thing has been when I get to a point where I feel trapped mm-hmm. and hopeless. And, like, at the point where I'm at, nothing could possibly change. Um oh. And I mean, I made a really uh, vulnerable video about what I'm referring to, um, and I don't want to be triggering. So if you if you want to go and see it, I have a bunch of trigger warnings up on that video. But um, mm-hmm. in what felt like the worst moments of my life, it was I was triggered because I thought there was no way out, uh, and that I was going to be stuck living a life that I didn't want to live. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I had to start telling myself everything is temporary, and that I could little by little change the things I didn't like, um, and that soon, like now, I mean, I can look back a year ago, and I say, wow, I can't believe I made it out, or I can believe I made it out, but I almost, it almost feels like a different, like a dream, or like a, you know, um, so yeah and you're right it does mean different things on different days um i could say it to myself like oh, there was a night where i was driving home it was like almost midnight from my boyfriend's house and i was i don't remember why i was so upset i was upset about something and i all i wanted to do was find like a fast food drive-through mm-hmm. um that's all I wanted to do because I was looking to emotionally eat and the entire time I was fighting myself on the drive home like, Ale, you have food at home, if you're hungry, you can make it you know, Um, and I had to start telling myself like this is a temporary feeling so when I got home and I didn't have the fast food I got home and I ate something that I prepared for myself here and I was like, okay, you made it through. And I didn't even have the urge to have that fast food anymore. That was temporary.
0: <laughs> there it is. Yeah. yeah. You know,
1: like little things. It, it really helps me get through the day.
0: Wow. I, I sort of had an inverted uh, mm. version of that mantra this past mm-hmm. year. Nothing is permanent.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Which is
0: basically the same thing. I think I just was getting stuck on, like, if I make this one decision, it's going to yeah. determine the rest of my fucking life. Yeah, and i totally. i just have to i oh i mean i still have to keep checking myself like dude you know that's not how life works like life is yeah exactly is crazy and changes all the time everything is temporary yeah
1: you can't plan you can't plan gotta surrender
0: <laughs> wow mm-hmm. surrender messy friends
1: Messy friends,
0: I, I like I like offering little, like, journal prompts or things to think on, and I'm sure that everybody listening after this is going to have lots to think on. Um, yeah, and get
1: to your journal, people.
0: <laughs> I was just going to say the same thing. I was like, run to your journal. It's going to be okay. You know, you can it message me really on is. Instagram if, if you need to talk. Mm-hmm. Um But yeah, you know, messy friends. Here's just another. In in case you're running out of things to journal about, (laughs) what are you surrendering to right now? Mm -hmm. As we record this, there's a new moon in Pisces coming, and it's all about. I know. It's funny. (laughs) (laughs) And we just gotta surrender to our feels. Um okay so a couple fun questions and then i'm gonna let you go cool okay
1: yes let's do this it. is
0: just like a little like just to have fun at the end mm-hmm. um are you a summer warm weather person i assume so You're
1: in- um yeah. honestly no, no? <laughs> i love the fall i love the fall i miss why the did fall. i know you
0: were gonna surprise me okay okay well i was gonna ask what you're most looking forward to doing this spring summer yeah but it's really more of a like when covid restrictions are less and like Mm -hmm. just i guess maybe in general it could be a fall activity what are you what's something you're looking forward to my
1: sister's getting married this summer (gasps) um my little sister and i'm just so happy i'm so happy that she's with um dylan the person that she's with and uh they're wonderful and i'm really happy to have a reason to like really really celebrate like that's just gonna feel so amazing um so i'm definitely looking forward to that i'm also um have a big dream of doing an open mic when as soon as it's safe um so that is something i'm definitely looking forward to yeah
0: please instagram live it Oh, God. I want to hear you
1: sing again. <laughs> um,
0: just have like your sister like in the crowd with the phone up. No yeah, 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 for sure. Um, for sure. <laughs> um, what's bringing you joy lately? Uh,
1: doing my makeup for fun, like playing yes! with my makeup, um, and using like wild colors that I normally wouldn't go for, um, because so much of quarantine. I love doing my makeup. People, um, I'm a huge makeup person, and her
0: makeup. <laughs> Always be looking
1: Thank so you. good. Thank you. I just love it. It's so much fun. Um, but I like wasn't doing my makeup because I was stuck at home all year. Mm-hmm. And then finally, I was like, you know what? Like fuck what I should be doing for my skin because I was like, let your skin breathe. Like mm-hmm. you know. And I was like, no, I want to <laughs> exactly. I'm like doing skincare. I'm like, no, I want to have fun with my makeup again. And it's been great. And it brings me a lot of joy, even when I'm not seeing anybody. Um, and also. Uh-huh. Uh, going on walks, uh, yes. which I'm sure a lot of people have been enjoying a lot more lately, but yeah, it's been great.
0: My Love bestie it. and I were just talking about that last night. Um, like how walks <laughs> can just like inspire so much joy these days. Oh
1: yeah. Oh it's yeah. amazing. A good playlist. That's all yes, you need. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: A good playlist. I kind of, I think I'm going to do my makeup after this. You've inspired me. Oh my
1: God. Do it. <laughs> do um, it. And send me a picture.
0: Oh, <sighs> Okay, I will. I'm self conscious about like <laughs> selfies, but I will in the in the practice of self love yes. and compassion and knowing that you are a loving, compassionate <laughs> friend. I'm gonna yes. I'm gonna do it.
1: Yes, challenge yourself.
0: Ale. Mm-hmm. One final question, and it's one of my favorite questions, and I'm just really curious. Okay. What is your wild, fantasy, imaginary? Dream <laughs> life.
1: Okay, if you would have asked me 10 years ago, I would have said. Um, I would be traveling somewhere in Europe and then like I dropped something and someone picks it up and it's like the most gorgeous, handsome man. And he turns out to be a prince and we get married and I'm actually a princess. Like I am not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. I would, I'm like very much like a daydreamer. So when I go to bed at night, I like always have like a fantasy, like playing in my head, like a movie. And that was my fantasy. Oh yeah. That was my fantasy for like, at least until I was 15 years old. Um, And then if you would have asked me a year ago, I would have said to like be a star on Broadway. Mm. Um, But since you're asking me today, my biggest, wildest dream would be to make music, travel, like really love and let someone love me and live every single day having fun, just having enjoyed whatever happened that day. That's all I want. I just want to have a good time.
0: And I got a follow-up question for you. <laughs> What's so wild about that?
1: I know. <laughs> it's just so hard. Um, I know. It shouldn't be wild, right?
0: It's, it's semi-rhetorical, but also just like... like you, so you want to you wanna play music,
1: mm-hmm. travel... Mm
0: -hmm. love and be loved Mm -hmm. and have a good time Mm
1: -hmm. yeah
0: that to me seems so within the realm of possibility
1: it's definitely within the realm and I believe that for the first time in a very long time and I know for a fact that you know the more that I do the work And, you know, continue my work in therapy, continue my work outside of therapy and do the next thing that feels good. Mm. I know that I'm going to get there.
0: I like asking that question because, you know, and I love that you said 10 years ago, it would have been this. A year ago, it would have been this. And like, same, I had those dreams of being a Broadway star. And it's like, we all have these big dreams that I feel like we had because we wanted them. But also like, it's what we... Thought we were supposed to dream, mm-hmm. and then when I ask this question, people reveal these really kind of <laughs> simple, like humble, really evocative, sweet dream lives, and I'm always just like, that is not crazy like these these dream lives that we that we think about for ourselves they're not so wild.
1: They're not, I guess, and I yeah think
0: that's exciting, yeah, yeah.
1: Thank you for that thought. Mm
0: -hmm. Ale, ale, wow, wow,
1: wow. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you
0: (laughs) so much for being here.
1: Oh, my God. Thank you for letting me blab. I'm, like, if you let me talk, I'll I'll talk. So thank you. As if
0: you're so eloquent and so lovely to listen to. And (laughs) I'm over the moon. So I'm going to stop recording and then we'll still be on to chat for a minute. But, um... Thank you, Ale. Thank- oh, yes. Uh, we need to plug you real quick. Oh, uh, sure. Or not sure. real quick. Take your fucking time. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, can you just, like, list off your handle, whatever you want to share with people? Sure.
1: Yeah. So um, my mental health Instagram page that we've been talking about is at being underscore Alejandra, A-L-E-J-A-N-D-R-A. Uh, and that is, that is pretty much it. If you want to reach out and talk about anything, um, that you want to discuss from having heard this, I'm always down for the conversation.
0: Oh, that's so kind of you. (laughs) Okay. Messy friends. (laughs) Thanks for listening. And, uh, I'll talk to you soon. Bye.